Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings, you've landed at the VUC, IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com for their support. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is from OnSIP.com, and you can go to GetOnSIP.com for a URL people can click to call you. We've been privileged over the last five years to be using the best conference bridge on the planet. Yes, I'm talking about ZipDX.com, full-color, full-featured, full-HD conference bridge. Our website, VUC.me on the web, is hosted by Bluehost.com. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Welcome to VEC number 611 for September 16th, 2016. Today we welcome Slaborate. I hope I got that right. Who have an interesting new hardware device for video conferencing. But before we get into that, we should like to issue yet another reminder that if you're in the IP telephony space, you probably should be paying attention to the fact that Astracon is just 10 days away. Astracon, the Asterisk User Conference and Expo, September 27th through 29th in Glendale, Arizona. For all the details, you should see astracon.net. And now we're handy. That's right, Michael. And I want to tell you, I am live at Asterisk's. Uh, I was able to... (laughs) I will never get these things right, folks. Plus, somebody's calling me on the phone, right? And uh, I will not be there except virtually. But here we are. And it's to tell you that the legendary Brit, James Bodie, and his trusty sidekick, Andy Smith, will once again regale the, uh, invite the bold and brave amongst the developer community to abandon their fears, regale you, and share something cutting edge, risky, and entertaining with the Astrogon crowd. And as, if I may quote Mr. Bodie and his helmet there, uh, anyone can talk about tech, but it takes real skill to demo tech live in front of an audience. Now over to Mr. David Duffett, who's going to tell us a little bit more about, Af- about Astrocon coming up in very few days, really. Go ahead, David. Come in, David. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Randy. Yeah, we're very excited. Things are afoot. We'll be there very, very soon. We've already de- deployed the PS de Resistance, which is a blog post and video with none other than big James Bodie. So I'm sure he's going to talk about those dangerous demos before too long. So I, I won't major on those. I'll just mention a couple of keynotes that we've got that we're very excited about. Chris Matthew, who you know has been here on VUC, a bit of a stalwart community chap. Uh, he'll be there talking about the asterisk of things, a clever little play on asterisk and the Internet of Things, and he'll be talking about how those two fit together We've got four different tracks at Astrocon this year, including Free PBX World. Uh, we've got uh, integrations and interfaces. We've got um, infrastructure and service provider, business and case studies, and tutorial and developer. Just by way of a couple of examples of things that are going on, 
Let me give a couple. Uh, converting a Fortune 500 company to asterisk from a guy called Jonathan Merrill. And dial plan to succeed from Dave Martin. And then all the way from Germany, we've got uh, Joran Vinzens from Sipgate, who's flying over to talk about SIP security in VoIP infrastructure. Guys from Homer here on VUC. And Lorenzo from Homer is going to be over there talking about troubleshoot, tra- not troubleshoot, troubleshooting using the SIP catcher stack. So there's, there's all sorts of goodness. And of course, no Astricon would be complete without the lovely Alison. It's been a bit of a regular uh, here on the VUC. Alison will be there in uh, full regalia. And I, I hear there could be something additional to her outfit this year as well. So lots for people to look forward to. Still the chance to get to www.astricon.net. And I'd just like to say how pleased I am with the number of Asterisk and Astricon T-shirts on the VUC. Can, can you do a reveal, Andy Smith? Bodie, very nice. And uh, I'm, I've gone a bit. I've gone a little bit vintage. I've gone 2011, the Denver, Colorado T-shirt on today. Um, now I can't see VUC, so I don't know whether there's any questions. Not not VUC. Sorry, I can't see IRC at the moment, so I'm not sure whether there's any questions, Randy. But if there is, I'd be happy to answer them, or I'd be happy to hand over to James to talk about the dangerous demos. Okay, thank you. Thank you, David. Um, I have a little bit of an emergency to uh, deal with now, so I'm going to turn it over to Michael, and he can look at IRC and so on. Uh, I'm going to put the video on our live.vuc.me. There was, because we did this last minute, uh, I hadn't heard from our guests, so um, I'm going to fix that. Michael, why don't you go ahead and take over and uh, do the sure. intros, please? Sure. We have, um, first of all, with respect to... Uh, one last thing with respect to Astrocon. Uh, Fred notes the availability of cookies at Astrocon. Uh-huh. Of course, Fred is yes. a, a, literally a, no, I won't say that, a longtime Asterisk user and expert. So um, anything more, gentlemen, or shall we move forward? Yeah, we, we should also say that in addition to um, Fred bringing the cookies, Fred is speaking at Astrocon as well about securing Asterisk with Kama Ilio. So lots of fun there. I think it's worth pointing out that Fred is also partner in an excellent bakery, so it's not just random that he's bringing biscuits, but um, but he actually does this for a part of his living. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. And Fred is, I, I think, on on uh, yeah, Fred's on um, ZipDX. So if, you want you want to say something, Fred? Or no, he's quiet. Okay. So let's move on then. James, anything more before we move on to our guest? Um, just a quick, a quick update. We're now up to 12 confirmed dangerous demos. We've got, still got a space for about four more. So if you're out there and you are considering um, throwing yourself into the arena, um, all you have to do is to, uh, to produce something that will amuse the audience for three minutes and you'll be in with a, pr- with a chance of r- winning one of the amazing prizes we have for you. So... Most excellent. Um, now, as to um, as to our guest, um, thank you for joining us. And uh, I am going to return to the slide for a moment, uh, if I may, if only because, um, well, I need an explanation. Um, I am looking at this, and I see some names. I see Celebrate. I see your name, sir, which I am not going to try. I'm not going to mangle it just out of respect, so I'll I'll leave it to you. Uh, And I see hello, and I see that there was a Kickstarter, which was 
by most measures, phenomenally successful. And I, I see that there's now an Indiegogo campaign. So from the beginning, please, what is all this? What does it mean? Uh, you're, you're muted, though, so I'll do unmute. Thank you. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, you're great. Awesome. All right, great. So thanks for the opportunity and uh, having us uh, on the on this uh, show. Um, so just uh, to start off, uh, you probably mentioned there's Celebrate, there is Hello, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Kickstarter. But just to, to give you an idea, a little bit back background, I, I came from an enterprise world, spent about seven years with SAP, uh, dealing with different roles. And so one of the challenge I had at SAP was really to solve one, co- one problem is having and providing professionals tools and services they need to be more productive. So I left and founded Celebrate. And Celebrate is a platform that really allows both companies and professionals uh, put their product and services, and then we provide all the tools and services so they can create that ecosystem to support product and services. So um, as we, 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 we start putting our platform together, a big part of it is unified communication and collaboration. And so we started by building... Um, uh, message in voice and video based on WebRTC. So we build that. But then one of the things we, we found during this process, we were internally with our team, we were struggling to have a affordable, uh, easy to use, a telepresence system. And that's where the born of Hello was. So Hello is really a sub-brand of um, uh, Celebrate. And what it allows you to do is it's a multi- uh, functional device, but um, it allows you to really transform any TV into a um, video conference system, first of all. Uh, it lets you do wireless sharing, so there's no need anymore to use HDMI or DVI or what cable you have, so it truly lets you share across platform wirelessly. Uh, so if you're an, uh, an Apple fan, you can use AirPlay. We have a built-in server for AirPlay, Miracast, and um, Chromecast building our, 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 our things. The other thing that allows you to do is it lets you do live broadcasting, similar that we're doing right now. This live broadcast, you can actually use our platform to start the broadcast anywhere else, or you can start it from hello. So if you have a town meeting or a quarterly meeting, or you just want to do an interview and want to share that experience or moment with anybody across the world, we let you do many to one. And uh, last piece is, which kind of got involved into it as we start building this, we got feedback that you can use it as a security camera because um, our usage or or, our our mission and goal was not to only make Hello to appeal to a corporate or office space, but use it one at home. So because of the price point that we build, this is not just to use for home or for office, but also for home. So people were like, came into us and say, well, if this is at home and it has a camera, can I use it as a security camera? Because I want to, you know, look into my dog or get peace of mind what's going on at home. And yes, so so that's kind of the last piece you can use that. So it's a four main function, but it also provides other things. And most importantly, it's easy to use because it's all voice control. So from an easy setup and use, you don't need an IT guy behind to set up a telepresence anymore. That's very interesting. Um, is that something where you were integrating with some other service to implement that? Is it like my you know, Amazon Echo where I'm using their Alexa service or, or is it something you, you rolled your own? We actually didn't write. We're using, um, uh, we, 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 we tested a couple of it, but we're going to uh, end up using Google's uh, uh, because when you think about from a 
handful of commands we use, it's going to be answer, call, you know, wait, I'll call you later. So it's a handful of uh, commands that you're going to send through voice. So that's that's what we did. We we got requests through the Kickstarter community to integrate it with Alexa, and that's something we probably will look into it. That opens the, you know, the use cases up dramatically because all of a sudden you've got it sort of interfacing with broader home automation, quote-unquote IoT things, although that's becoming such a meaningless term these days. Um, so tell us, um, let's, let's separate this. Let's tell us uh, about the device itself. Is it Wi-Fi only connectivity or do I have Ethernet available to me as well? You have both. So if you look at the back of the device, when we build it, uh, hold it... Hold it up just a little bit because I think we have some heads below. There we go. Yeah, that's great. So you have, a, of course, Wi-Fi, and then you have a Ethernet as well. So it supports both um, depending on the, the you know, um, places, those areas and stuff. You can use it in, in any of those uh, situations. Yeah, or depending on your desire for deterministic behavior. <laughs> yeah, or that too, you know. So, I mean, you know, most of the areas, especially at home, really you don't, don't have that that option not days right so um you really got to use something different so that's where this comes in really you know a wireless it's, it's a little bit more flexible and and it's pretty stable too so much ringing going on um no, and uh, another an, another interesting thing about the device itself was that um at least on paper it had a 4k sensor um that makes it Almost anomalous. Um, explain, please. What, what's the motivation for that? Uh, so we, when we, we start designing this, we really want to put a, a, a top, top-notch soft hardware uh, components inside it. And so the reason we put a 4K sensor, it's a multiple reason, but it really has a, a capability for future. So we don't want to continually upgrading the, the hardware, but we will send over the air improvements as technology improvements because as we know uh, nowadays not everything supports 4k right um or you know it's not because of the bandwidth issues and everything else but let's say you want to stream it the way you want to record it at 3d but you maybe want to from a video conferencing you want to do it at 1080p we have all those capabilities so that's what we build or you want to do use a video cam um, uh, video security camera at 4k that's why we, we we put a 4k sensor into this and and uh, and does it have? Uh, are there any mechanical aspects to the PTZ capability, or is it a a, a, fi- a completely fixed camera? At which then there's a follow-on question of, with that 4K resolution, do we do a synthesized sort of PTZ capability? So so it's it's a fixed. It it does have a ability to do digital zooming and stuff like that within this. Also, obviously, uh, one of the other things we do is we let you do. Um, motion detection with our camera. So if you, you know, want to censor a certain object and you want to send it over, let us see a notification because there's unusual behavior at home or office or whatever the case might be, we'll be able to send you notification through our apps. And then from the app, you basically can click on that and, 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 and you know, jump into the hello and you can see it. It's interesting for, for anybody who's watching this. Um, if, if you're not experienced with 4K and, and uh, there are some people out there with the TVs. They're selling quite well, but there aren't a lot of cameras and people who have sort of hands-on experience with that. And, and the, the reality is that things like this Hangout only support 720p. And consequentially, a 4K shot 
you can do a lot of pan and scan and move around that shot. You can zoom in quite a lot without actually blowing up the image. And consequently, what we used to we used to sort of look down our nose at digital zoom as degrading the image quality. But if you have a 4K sensor going into a 720 scene, it's not so much a problem. Um, That's correct. Yeah, most excellent. Um, also, what about audio? How are we handling audio? What kind of input or kind of like microphone stuff, also codecs, because the, the two I see beside you on my screen are always asking about codecs. Yep, no problem. So um, so from a, just since I have it holding here, so we have a four, four array microphone with DSP built in uh, across two in each side that have a, a noise and, and a special a noise or, or noise, what we call it voice focusing and, and noise cancellation. So the idea here was when we build this is really to build microphones built in that can, can really go from a really long distance and provide um, a very good clear quality of the voice. So it, it doesn't matter how close or far you are. Obviously, there's a distance limitation, but um, it, it will let you give you a very good quality voice. Um, the voice, there's no speakers built into this. The voice is actually transmitted to your TV through an HDMI. Mm -hmm. So an How, um, right. go ahead. I was thinking of, in terms of that. Does that make echo cancellation more difficult, or I mean, is there is there a training or a setup process, or because you don't know kind of quite where the speakers are relative to the microphones and stuff? How it, well, our experience. So we, we we actually when we built it, we 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 thought about putting speakers and stuff, and we tried something with that, and it it didn't really work. So so because of the DSP and the stuff like that that we have built within our microphones, um, the quality is really good. So we don't really have any issues from an echo perspective. Okay. Now James notes in our IRC channel, um, uh, he asks about beam forming. This was four microphones, and people talk about beam forming quite a lot. We had a guest not long ago who went into it in some depth. Um, is it sort of fixed lobes, like fixed beams out into the room, or is it more steerable? Because uh, sometimes we'll see people will have like, you know, four or six sort of lobes out in the room, and then they, they turn one off while they, they use the strongest one, let's say. Other, other times they're actually sort of uh, swinging the, the directionality of the microphones. Hope that so that the, this, this works. It's uh, so that this is works. There's DSP built in with inside. So what we're taking, we're taking all the microphones working together, and then we basically combine the voice of all that into one. So DSP takes care of all that stuff that built in with, with within the microphone. Okay, Tim's got a good question, and so I, I should invite Tim to unmute himself and pose his question. Okay, that way we okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, hi, I, I'm just curious about the service. I mean, the, the, the hardware looks great, and it's, it's really nice to hear that you kind of, sounds like you've done things right with plenty of microphones and, 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 and the 4K sensor and everything, but, but what do people get in terms of the service, and is that something that's customizable? Because we're seeing things like, like Slack taking off because of the degree of kind of API and customization of their service, and I'm wondering if that's something that you can do. So maybe talk a little about the service, please. Yeah, so no problem. So like I said, our, our platform, we, we spent almost four years into making. Um, we haven't started with hardware. We really started on our platform. So we've built similar, uh, I would say, uh, uh, a messaging and voice to love similar to Skype or, or uh, Hangout that is cross-platform. So we have apps 
uh, that are iOS, Android. We have um, web. We have desktop apps that uh, we build everything. And so from that perspective, it was true cross-platform. So when you get um, or when you purchase Hello, you can use our app. So you don't have this just acts as an endpoint. So if you're, you know, somebody has Hello, but the other end, you're in a PC or in your cell phone, it's true, true, truly cross-platform. Um, now, from a service, uh, you know, we're actually working on APIs. We also have some really unique collaboration tools that we provide for businesses. So, for example, if you're a business and you have a, 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 a profile in our platform and Celebrate, we also provide you a, what we call a chat support. So with one line of code, you can come on Celebrate, and then basically you can enable on your website. So now, from a real-time support of the customers, you can use that within websites. So if you go, for example, to any website um, that is supported by Celebrate, we extended our chat. So yes, from a flexibility, we're going to start opening more APIs and APIs. But again, our end goal was not, hey, let's just come up with another messaging app or collaboration app because, you know, there's so many out there. We really want to provide both professionals and companies really processes and workflows so they really can get value out of that and how they can empower their employees, partners to really get more value. Or if you're an individual, you always need certain tools. And so that's where our platform really kind of bridges all that together. And so with Hello, we thought that it was essential that we close that gap from a collaboration or unified collaboration because today there's endpoints out there in the market the problem you got, first, they're expensive. Secondly, you really need an IT guy to install it. And third, they're not integrated well enough with the platform. So it's like, hey, here's an endpoint, then go install your app, and then you have to use a mouse, you have to use this. What we've done is, by combining hardware and software, we were actually able to have a seamless integration. So it's a simple, simple use of it. So the user experience for us was very, very important. So that's where we focused a lot. And then things that we build, which we'll talk more from how we install this, when we build the tilting mechanism and accelerometer so you can really position and install any position without being an IT guy, that was another big thing that we pushed ourselves to when we were designing Hello. Okay, so, so just to clarify a little bit, um, when you say um, APIs and, and integration, it, am I understanding that, that, that the idea is that you start from that it kind of all hangs around your platform and, and one puts one's customizations into your platform, or is there a capacity to integrate into, you know, third-party platforms? If I already have, a, I don't know, a um, customer support database running in, I don't know, um, one, of the, one of the customer support platforms, how easily can I integrate that in? So I know that, for example, I'll accept a video call from this customer because he's paid up for his support to the right level to for me to do video calls with him. Do, do you have that level of integration or is that something that you're you know, not yet looking at? Uh, we don't have it. I mean, we have the platform that supports that, the way we build it. Uh, we will open uh, more API integration point as customers come to us or the use cases. We didn't have that kind of a request or demand at this point in time, but absolutely we will. What we do right now, we really kind of give you out of the box. So for example, if you have a website, and the right side right now, um, just a simple example, people still use those old forms when you send an email and whatnot, right? So what we've done is with line of code, you can just drop it in your website. It's like a, it gives you a chat widget. Now you have real-time 
support for your customers. So the customer comes on your website, sends a message, or they want to have a call, or they want to have whatever question could be related to marketing, support, services you provide. Well, you don't need another app. You don't need another email. It actually comes to your Celebrate app. And so anybody can support you now through the app. So the idea is instead of giving one app for this, one app for this, that's partly a problem where it's so complex environment. And so we really wanted to simplify that. So you have one app, so you can use that not only for work and supporting your customers, but you can use it on a day-to-day from a collaboration standpoint. Right. Okay. No, that's, that, that, that makes, makes perfect sense. And coming back to the technology, um, when you say the, you, said, you said you could embed this in a, in a website, what, what you get then is just text chat or you get some more of the, uh, I mean, do you get the video features or how, how does that look? Yeah, so we're using some some really new uh, technology. I would say it's it's kind of the latest, the greatest. It's based on Google component based. So we're basically give you just literally a single line of code that you can embed it in WordPress or whatever if you have a customized website. And so right now we actually have you can use a text, you can use uh, images, you can send anything from a rich media perspective, so videos and stuff like that. And right now we're working actually. This weekend, we're actually doing, um, you know, uh, um, some testing, but it's going to have full voice video. It's just like it lets you do anything else in your website. You're going to be able to have that same experience like you would have it in our apps or our platform. So we're really extending that because I think that's something very, very important that's missing today. So from an extensibility to your point earlier and having that flexibility, and then actually you as a customer are going to be able to apply different templates. So if you want slightly different to look, we'll give you all the information. You can basically customize it how you want to see it, how you want to look. Okay. So so just digging right down into the tech, does that mean that you're you're basing yourselves around the WebRTC standards or or, or not? Yeah, we're all absolutely based on WebRTC standards. Okay, excellent. We're all fans of WebRTC here, so we're, we're pleased to hear that. Brilliant. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll let Michael uh, um, pick up from wherever I diverge. I'd like to have from. a go as well, actually. Okay. Cool. All right, James. You, you take your turn. I'll wait. Um, yeah, it all looks very, very good. And, and the... Uh, the ability to interface into other services um, is extremely interesting. So, for example, the ability to um, get into uh, – oh, I forgot where I'm going. I made some notes here. Um, to interface with AirPlay, Chromecast, and Miracast, for example, uh, when we were looking at this product earlier on, both Randy and I got very enthusiastic about that. Um, the ability to use the hardware with um, with other services like Google Hangouts is also super. But it raises the question, why are you not using your hardware today on this Google Hangout? Uh, that's a good question. Well, first of all, I was actually in a rush and, and stuff like that. And just to give you an idea, so... We actually initially, when we started building Hello, the idea was not to support other applications, at least for the initial version. However, as we got into it, um, uh, you know, we we raised about $200,000. We got overwhelmed by communities saying, hey, we love what you guys done. I love to use all those other functions, like you said, wireless sharing, security camera, whatnot, live broadcasting. However, 
we are using Skype for business, or we're using Google Hangouts, or we're using Zoom or WebEx. These are some more popular ones. So then we came internally with the team and say, well, why not, right? So we actually did a, a, a quick proof of concept internally to understand that we could do and achieve that. So we put a stretch goal. And so we said, if we raise $300,000, we will actually support biz Skype. We will support Google Hangouts. We will support Facebook. And we are going to support a WebEx. So we did that. We actually raised more than $300,000, as you, saw, you guys see, seen. So therefore, we are actually working to integrate those tool, um, those application in our hello. So actually you will be able to choose if you want to use our software, which comes much, much better integrated, or you can decide if you want to use Skype, Hangouts or whatever uh, your application of choice. And then since then we got so many more requests. Can you guys support Zoom? Can you support BlueJeans? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we actually, at some point in time, we'll open this to be a little bit more platformish so then community can really start building and stuff because you know we can only do so much with with, with ourselves but yeah that's our kind of a, our vision and goal where we want to go from here okay. if i would like to add i'd like to add two tlas to the conversation um and that is sip uh, first tla probably priority one uh yeah yeah i know uh, but also ndi which is probably not relevant to anybody else who's here but um if you haven't heard ndi ndi is a way of getting um low latency, low compression video off a camera, and it's being used in places like churches to do teleproduction. And you'll see, you'll see cameras like this, like yours, like the Hello device, uh, being deployed in six packs in places like that, where gigabit is the way that they connect to a computer and then they go onward to a streaming broadcast application. And this is a brand new thing in the broadcast world. So yes, I say SIP and NDI. Happy to answer any questions. Uh, for SIP, so much familiar with NDI, but I'll definitely look into it. That really sounds really interesting. We're, we're using from a live broadcasting, we're using slightly different approach within our, actually we're using WebRTC as a main mean of broad, live broadcasting as a, as a protocol behind it. As far as the SIP, uh, we'll look into it. We haven't got, we did get some requests from community about the SIP, but uh, at this point in time, something to look at it. I'm not going to say yes or no. It's actually on our roadmap. We have to discuss it, but I think uh, it's a valid point. We did have requests to support SIP. Sure. It just allows for interop with a bunch of existing installation. Go ahead, Tim. You can shout at me now. Yeah, no, no. I was going to avoid the whole SIP thing. There's no point in, in rehashing that discussion again. Um, but uh, I, I am curious to know whether you've I mean, you may choose not to answer this, but in terms of your central service, what are you using as a platform there? Are you using one of the well-known open source things? Have you built your own WebRTC platform? Um, you know, or as I say, you may choose to avoid the, answering that for proprietary reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we build a lot of our own, uh, you know, from a, from a scalability and stuff like that, but we're also using... Obviously, whenever we could, that it made sense, we would open source. But we actually build a lot of on our own. Okay. And, and can you name the open source or, or, or not? I'll pass for right now. Okay. Eventually, you'll find out. Okay, cool. I could probably tell if I spent the time to investigate, but no matter. Probably. probably very okay. quickly. 
Well, taking a different yeah. direction, I mean, is there anything that you can show us? Uh, because normally when people come, in, come on here, if they just wave bits of hardware around and don't actually demo anything uh, which is uh, vaguely li live, then they tend to get a bit of a hard ride, I have to say. So is, have you got anything that you can show perhaps on your Mac or anything like that that you can do a screen share with? I, I, like I said, I really was not prepared to do the demo, and I apologize that we can always schedule something else, and I would love to, to, to go and, and, and live right because I could have got to maybe two, two different views of this uh, within uh, Google Hangouts, and then we could, could have well, done I'll tell it. You what, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to come back on again. I mean, this yeah. is your, 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 your first exposure to the VUC. But yeah, I think that you... I think that you definitely have to get in touch with us again when that's ready and let's let's do this and we can do an offline demo or we can do a live demo. It really doesn't matter as long as the demo works and we'd love to see how that works. Absolutely. Moreover, I, 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 I'm reasonably interested in signing up for one so that I can lay hands on one that when that when that happens. Hopefully, well, when is the delivering? That's the interesting part because they're you know, let, me just, let me just remind our guests that people often do allow us to have uh, pre-production <laughs> pre evaluation units. We just went through that with uh, Invoxia. They've always been really good and we have always done good for them in uh, evaluating, honestly, their devices. And uh, we had that uh, Serge Renoir was our guest last week. And uh, Michael and I were able to evaluate and everybody tested it and it was fantastic. So the first thing to do is maybe to get in touch with us and uh, see what we can do on evaluation units. What do you say to that? Absolutely. I wouldn't have a problem at all uh, uh, to send you guys evaluation units uh, and um, you guys can play with, it, with, with this and I'm sure you guys win more seasonal uh, when it comes to video conferencing and, and systems like that. So we'd love your, your honest feedback on this. And we, yeah. do, give, we do get a lot of feedback uh, to our guests. And um, we, as far as video conferencing itself goes, we have literally done probably 300 hours of it. So, uh, you know, we're no stranger to that thing. Anyway, I want to move on. I just wanted to mention that because that would be great. Um, and who had the question? Was Andy? Andy, are you I waving? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do, do have I do have a question indeed. Um, it's it seems to me at the moment that, that uh, you, you're looking more at an enterprise or small business uh, use for this. Are you also looking at to to um, release it for more consumer use? I'm, I'm I'm thinking about such things like my mother, who's 92 and and uh, can't even use her iPad. She's so technically inept that it, it is untrue. But if if I had something like this on top of her television because she, she has Wi-Fi, she has everything else, she just doesn't know how to use it. Is this that sort of market that you might be aiming for? Absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, that was a big part of it when I built this. I have three kids at home, and um, one of the things that I struggle a lot, it's, you know, I'm always on a field or something like that, and not like my kids would have a TV or, 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 or a phone where I could call them. I could, but I had to call my wife, and then she... Yeah, to, to so so the idea is it's actually it's perfect for that market. The idea that we put voice into it, actually, if you see the Kickstarter video when we did the demonstration, it shows there where my, my, my daughter comes from school, she drops the bag and just basically go by the TV and say, hello, call my daddy. And basically, hello, will listen. And if she turn on your TV and basically call me on the other end and vice versa to, to you know, for example, in this case, 
James, if you, you're at home and your mother is, you know, sitting by the couch or whatever the case and you want to call or she wants to call you, it's that. So, you know, because when we think about collaboration and communication on a database, it's not just that we use it for work. We also use it for home use every day. So we really want to bridge that. And that's really kind of our mission, um, you know, introducing Hello, not just for enterprise because we know there's a beautiful and good use case for enterprise, but we're really trying to, to enter that market as well, which is that. And then this goes beyond this that because, and we can talk more, but telehealth is another area that this is, could play a huge, huge role because of the price, because of the capabilities and ease of use. That, that's excellent. That, I think you've just sold at least one. <laughs> yeah, and it's got to work first. Uh, I have to say, you're not the first. first team who've come on with uh, uh, a video conferencing device that sits on top of the TV. Um, was it three, four years ago? We had TeleHD with their um, appliance, which was not dissimilar to yours in in, in concept. And that's I think kind that of, my, my 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 hope from from what I've heard is that the difference is going to be in terms of the ease of use. I mean, oh, I don't absolutely. know if you've ever watched somebody trying to set up a room conferencing system. But it's it's usually quite entertaining. I mean, there's a sort of the, those of us who know about about this technology, we all draw back from the table and pretend to be to be reading our books or or, or drinking coffee or something because the poor sucker who gets to set up the the I won't name a, a room system, but gets to set one of those things up um, gets to spend you know half an hour groveling under the desk and, and resetting things and ends up making an IS 64 kilobit ISDN call across the world and gets crappy results and everyone blames them for it. And so, you know... Um, Speak for yourself, Tim. No, I, I'm, I'm, I am absolutely speaking to myself. I avoid getting involved in, in such things like the plague because they never work. Um, and so, so it, you know, if the promise of, of ease of use and ease of configuration is actually delivered on... Like I actually almost don't care about the hardware. It is just the fact that the damn thing works would make a vast difference compared with most of the competitors that we've seen. I mean, you know, um, well, I won't won't bore you with it, but but Andy and I had a complete fail of a video conference earlier in the week in which it took us four services before we actually got communication between each other. And I blame Windows entirely for that, but, you know... Um, that that it, it 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 is still not as easy as it should be. I don't know. I totally agree. And 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 so that's one of the the things we wanted to do when we delivered this. We thought about it. A lot of them they bring a mouse, you know, a, a keyboard or a mouse or something of that shape. It's really hard to drive. In even the setup, right? You know, like you said, it's really you need to be a good IT guy or very technical in order to set up a, a simple conferencing system. And so ours is it's it's in that nature that really goes on a TV. We also build a tilting mechanism here within a lens, so you can go 30 degree up and down. So then, if the TV is a little high, you can tilt it up and down. And one of the things from a setup perspective, literally, all you do is plug it into your um, HDMI on your TV. You take our Hello app. From a Hello app, you're going to say how you want to connect. You want to connect through a Wi-Fi or a, or, a, or a Ethernet, and then basically you click. It generates a QR code. 
you scan it to the because now you have an eye here, right? You just scan it, and that's what he oh, takes for the. Just said that. You, you mentioned scanning QR codes. Tim is just going to leap. On I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a happy man. I'm a happy Stand man. By. The more of this that, that happens, the better. Uh, at some point, it'd be fun to talk with you offline about exactly how that works. But but for the moment, yeah. I, I'm in all in. I'm in your corner already now. And James is James is uh, yeah, so we looked at we looked at all these setup boxes that they send that they have Bluetooth and this and connect to Wi-Fi and then you do this. It was super simple. And the reason they don't have they cannot do that is because these are setup boxes. Let it be Alexa, let it be um, any of those setup, Apple TV. They cannot do that because we have an eye that we can read here, which is the camera. We're able to do these things in a much much simpler fashion. So and that's really. The only thing I would say, and I'd be fascinated, I mean, maybe we continue this conversation offline if it gets boring for everybody else, but what I'd be fascinated to know is how much you've had to struggle with the focal length of the camera, because my experience of this is that the the focal length that you need for, you know, video conferencing is quite different from what you need to scan a QR code. And so when you're, like, if you're holding the phone right up against the camera, is the focal length short enough that it, it actually focuses and, and do people have trouble with getting that right quite honestly in the beginning uh we we did some some had issue as we were developing but it's quite easy actually literally you can be pretty close or you can be a certain distance and it reads it pretty well okay. so i would love to show you and then hopefully one day you guys will be able to do it yourself but it's super simple Okay, excellent. Um, great. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. And, and, and I have a shirt that I will test it on, which actually has blocky patterns on it, which confuses the heck out of QR codes. Generally. So we'll go for that. <laughs> Absolutely interesting. Can I come back with another kind of question? I'm, I'm looking at a camera here, which is, um, I'm guessing, has got some form of embedded Linux operating system in there. And uh, I, I'm thinking, hmm, this has potential. Uh, if we can get in and uh, uh, add new functionality to that what's your view on people uh for want of a better word hacking or developing extra bits and pieces to hang sit on your platform um i think too early to tell our vision would definitely be that we open it up so then other community can really take advantage of this for different purposes because we do have some very sophisticated software we build into this. It does have a quad-core processor. It does support encoding at the hardware level, not only that software level. Those are some of the very important things when you're talking about video and audio. So, um, yes, I think at some point in time, we'll, we'll have to see you know where we go. But our vision is that, yes, we open it up for the community to build different applications to either expand their existing platform or build application that, you know, you know, makes sense from a, from a usage, let it be enterprise or, or a consumer base at home. Okay. I, I have a number of friends who are doing things like hacking connect connects and, yes. um, and then doing things. In fact, I've got one here um, doing things with cheap and cheerful, um, uh, Android handsets. Um, I bought a whole pile of these for nineteen ninety nine a pop. And whilst they don't have the the beam forming antenna, and they certainly don't have a four K camera, you can do some really quite imaginative things with that. But I would love to get my hands on a on a, a platform with a quad core care, quad core processor, uh, gig Ethernet on, on the back end of it, and uh, 
and a 4K camera. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Well, it's called Hello. <laughs> so, so we haven't mentioned the price point yet. Um, I, think we, I think we have. Did have we? we? Oh, no, we, we discussed it earlier. Yes, right. Offline. So what's the price point? So the price point is that was another very big thing for us when we were building is we really want to keep it affordable. Most of the units out there today are really not an affordable range where you can actually put it on top of every TV or office or home. So our unit, our target, uh, it's um, uh, $199. So it's going to be under $200. Yeah, and I note that you still have some available on Kickstarter for $169 for those people who want to sign up today. Actually, Kickstarter is over. We actually moved our campaign from a Kickstarter to On Demand in Indiegogo so that people can take pre-orders. The units are going for 189 right now. Okay, well, I'm just... Bizarrely enough, I happen to be on the Kickstarter site now, and uh, it's still a picture. Are you online ordering, James? Yeah, well, you know that. So give us yeah. your credit card, James, and we'll order some other stuff for you as well. Is everybody ordering? Everybody online? Did we so, give um, the URL? While you guys are, 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 uh, are looking at that, I'd like to ask about a relationship to something else. That is, what these things look surprisingly similar. Uh, this is hello. This is high five. Mm-hmm. Is there a relationship there? No, there's not. We don't have any relationship with them at all. Um, it's actually um, slightly different from a, from everything we build, like we, we said. So there's no relationship between these two companies. Cool. Okay. You're right. They do look remarkably similar, don't they? Yeah, they they, they look remarkably. I mean. From an industrial design point of view, uh, I don't know anything about the uh, the High Five hardware, only that it's tied to their service. So, so, so um, on the Kickstarter note, I'd be fascinated to, to if you could tell us a little bit about your experience of dealing with Kickstarter and, and maybe even how it compares with Indiegogo. Because, I mean, actually, we've all kind of watched it from the outside, but it'd be fascinating to hear, like, as, a, as, a, uh, as somebody who's actually running a Kickstarter campaign, What's it look like from the inside? We'd be fascinated to hear anything you're prepared to talk about. Yeah, so um, for us, it it was an amazing experience, but for a couple of reasons. One was really to do market fit, you know, to measure the product that we're we're, we're building. It's received well by community, and there's enough demand to really solve this problem. So that was one big thing. And so we were overwhelmed, like we said, not only from feedback that we got, but the ideas of where we could take this product, right? Um, and so the, the request and you know uh, that came in and ideas, and I think it helped us also build the roadmap where we really want to take the product. So that was one. Um, and um, a difference between Indiegogo and and I would say Kickstarter. Kickstarter is, you know, we we decided to go on Kickstarter because it's a little bit more global by nature, and we're actually providing a solution for a global usage. It's not just for, for North America and WhatsApp. And then we switched on on-demand for a reason being is to really continue people, because not everybody, we only had limited time on Kickstarter because you have to put the timeline of how long you run it. So we want to continue to, to allow people to pre-order our product uh, through uh, Indiegogo. So now we have it on demand there for an, another 30 days or so. Uh, to basically people can uh, continue order there. Most excellent. I, okay. You know, the crazy part is I have a, quite a collection of video conference endpoints, and it seems silly to add yet another to the mix. On the other hand, it's quite a compelling device. 
service. So I don't think we ever. Uh, I I had to run to try to get the video up, and uh, it is running now. We never got to the uh, the first part where we ask about the guest's background and the start of the company. Maybe we got the first part, the start of the company, or did we even get that? Because can we go back in time? Go with me now, back in time to when you were uh, got to, started in technology. Can we get that, and then the company? Yeah, sure, no problem. So, just a little bit about my background. Um, I would say so. Uh, <laughs> I started in a technology field early, early on. I'm originally from. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, because my. my yeah, great. Okay, here you go. Um, so I, I'm originally from uh, southeastern Europe, from Kosovo. Came here in the United States as actually as a refugee during the war in Kosovo, um, where I kind of started my uh, background in computer science, business management, and I, I got a minor in economics. And then I started the enterprise world. So during this time, I was actually doing programming and, and, and you know consulting. When I say consulting, you know, pretty much small businesses fixing their networks and computers and you name it, right? Um, and um, I joined the enterprise. I joined SAP, which is a German company. You probably all heard. Um, and worked there for about seven years. And then that's where I led the enterprise world to really found Celebrate. Um, and then while I found Celebrate, I also have another company that I founded that does consulting in SAP. And, and, and we do also application development for, for our SAP customers. So the company um, basically was founded about four years ago, Celebrate. We have a team of uh, close to 50 people of engineers, primarily driven by designers and engineers, which is typical for any kind of a startup. And um, that's where we are right now. Okay, did we get to the these various crowdfunding things? Um, there are dates when they're going to end, or what's what's the uh, the roadmap, and what is the timeline on that? Yeah, so the Kickstarter already ended. We raised over four hundred thousand dollars on Kickstarter, and we switched from a Kickstarter uh, to it actually ended on September seventh. We switched from Kickstarter into Indigo in demand. We've been there just over a, a week on demand, and I believe we're close to raising uh, thirty thousand plus uh, on on the on Indigo, and it's going pretty strong. We're actually not doing any marketing. It's really word of mouth at this point in time, and people sharing out there. So it's uh, it's been a very an amazing experience. So, so following up just a tiny bit on that, and and again, you made for various reasons, choose not to answer the question, which is fine. Uh, but did, did your investors or backers like the fact that you were, right, that you were using it as a product market fit as well as a way of, of raising investment? Or did that kind of, did they not like the, the kind of mixing the streams thing there? Well, I, I think, you know, people on the Kickstarter, they, they do understand. I mean, that's why they're the early supporters of this. So, when we build this, it's, we, we actually have a proven tracker record. So because building just the hardware is one thing, building a platform that really lets you do these, as you said, a whole other thing. So we, it's not like we build this over a night, over two months where we have a small prototype. Let's just get, we actually had a full working prototype before we actually launched on Kickstarter. So we did all the validation. And so we're using this money to really start the mass production of Hello and, 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 and then delivery of these to our customers as soon as possible. Cool, thanks. No, that, that it's interesting. I'm, I'm, as you hear, I'm fascinated by the, 
the rise of Kickstarter and Indiegogo and and the subtle differences between them. I think it's a it's a really interesting uh, space. There are, there are a lot of fascinating things in play here with this product, uh, the product itself, the fa- the crowd crowd <laughs> crowdfunding the crowdfunding, crowdfunding uh, aspect and uh, the technical stuff. It's all very interesting. You know, it seems to me that when we look at uh, Tribby and this, not that there's any real relation, except that they're both hardware. Um, did we get into the platform, the software platform aspect of this? I, unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I asked, I asked that, and we got some replies and some proprietary um, okay. answers. But that's that's great. Well, I, 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 I just actually just do want to follow up with the, the relation with 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 Truby to an extent is is that WebRTC has enabled this stuff. Right. You know, one of the things that we said when we originally came up with the WebRTC standards and encouraged, you know. The open source release of, of of this was this will create a bunch of interesting hardware with with very nice niche easy to use use cases and I'm absolutely delighted to be proved right in that um, you know this and the trivia and various other things we've seen over the last few months it's been lovely to see people building hardware with with you know based around WebRTC it's it's a it's a real buzz actually I, I'm I'm can't tell you how happy I am about that. Yeah, all we need to do now is to get some services um, for them to plug into the back end, don't we, Tim? But we're working on that. Indeed, we are. Okay, any other questions? Let me move over to IRC and make sure that nobody's. I, got, I don't have enough uh, screens. Uh, <laughs> Michael is uh, re- reminding us. I don't want to read that, but that's no. a funny. That's a funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you need to get on IRC. Our channel is VUC on Freenode.net. If you want to really get the jokes and the funny back channel stuff, you got to go there. Uh, by the way, hello, Andy Miller. I haven't uh, seen nor heard from him for a long, long time, and I just figured out who he is. Anybody have any questions on IRC? Type them in now. Otherwise, uh, anybody on ZipDX, you hit a star six. My wife is upstairs making creaking noises on the ceiling, so that may be coming in. Anyone? Or anyone on the panel? Well, I'd just like to uh, say come back when you've got uh, a whole load of stuff to demo. We could have such fun demoing this product. It has so much potential. And I, 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 I can think of about sort of four or five different scenarios that I would like to, to show uh, taking it and uh, kind of effectively plugging it into other things. And uh, if it all works, it will just blow everybody's socks off. So that's, I think, what we've got to try and aspire to. Um, instead of just waving your camera around in front of the, uh, the, uh, the thing, we've actually got to show it working and interworking with other services. So if we can do that, I think we've got a winner. I, have, I do have actually a question, which is that if, if I were in this Hangout right now on the device, besides the video itself, as the person who uh, has control over the conference through Chrome, what would I be seeing? I would not be able to actually direct a conference on Hangouts, a Hangout on Air, in other words, I wouldn't, which is now going to be YouTube Live anyway. Um, I would not be able to do that with that hardware, would I? You can. You can. It's, a, it's treated as a PC. You really, it's a full PC and embedded. So just whatever you can do in your PC on your phone, you'll be able to do on a Hello device as well. So, so we would be, I would be seeing, there's a, I mean, I, obviously, since I can't see this, I don't know. 
Um, what I have here, I have a window of a browser, and uh, there's a chat thing. There are apps within the Hangouts and so on. So I'm trying to picture how that would work because I need a keyboard, I need a mouse, and, of course, I've got the screen. Um, if you, but if you say so, that's, that's good enough for me until we do our demo. So we that's absolutely... Right. And, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll tell you how you can do it. There's two ways to do it. You can use one sophisticated hardware or you can use our soft... Uh, soft remote that's going to be built within the app actually so to share more about that and i can wait to 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 send some of these units to you guys and you can uh, basically take them apart and should we ask if people want to reach you for uh, serious technical reasons not hey give me one of your devices but you know serious uh, collaboration i mean often there are interesting um, uh, synergies to be had uh, where I, I guess there's a contact page on your site, maybe. Absolutely, they can go there. They can go on our platform and sign up, and uh, you know, connect with me there, and we'll be able to talk through through our apps. Actually, so I'm I'm there, available 24/7. So just okay, go to some. And, and, and let's remind people of the URL, especially if they're just listening to the audio. The URL for that would be what? It would be salabrate.com. So I'll spell it out. It's S O L. A-B-O-R-A-T-E dot com. Which is an interesting word, collaborate, which is like collaborate, but it's... S yeah, it's a social collaboration put together, so collaborate. Yeah. I like it. I think that's excellent. And uh, I don't know what kind of a degree you need to do those words, but it's a sign of the times. A lot of people do that. And it is a good one, I think. Tim's smiling. I don't know if he agrees, but I think it's kind of a nice, uh, nice touch. Thank you. Okay, anybody else with questions, comments, uh, requests, anything, anything at all? Yeah, I mean, I'm enthused, uh, even though I, perhaps I, I don't sound it because I've seen so many things that pop up and then disappoint later. Um, but I, I would really, really like to get to grips with, uh, with this device and put it through its paces and see where we can take it. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we arrange that? We'll do that offline. I would like to, if nobody else has anything, I'd like to end this session. We've been on for an hour. It's perfect, and we've learned a lot. And I think you've answered all our questions, and I appreciate that. I really, really uh, want you to come uh, back. So, quickly. Um, just wondered if anybody knows any other conferences. Just got a sip phone. Uh, just got got on uh, uh, VoIP users. And do, there he was gone. Do, 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 do. Yes, indeed. And was, that that, was that actually a related question or was that? No, that was no, that fellow. No, you, you, right. you, so let's end this before we have any further embarrassment. I don't need this anymore, do I? Well, we're going to wait to do our mature audiences only segment. But first, we're going to cut off YouTube. Thank you very much. Uh, and we will see you again. I'm going to hold you to that. I've got your email. I can write you. I can uh, annoy you enough until you have to come back. Okay? We'll do that. We'll do that. I will gladly be back and uh, hopefully, um, you know, uh, show the community as well what, what, what Hello is all about. Okay. And we're going to help you do that. Thanks, everybody who have participated. Thanks to our trolls who are getting more and more numerous and it's providing an endless sense of amusement. But, you know, in the end, we're going to win. Okay? <laughs> See you next week. Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. 
Our hosted PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time, see you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.